0: hi everyone and welcome to episode 5 of an inside view podcast i hope you had a lovely week and you're enjoying the increased level of sports back on our tv screens at the moment at the time of recording this i imagine that all the Liverpool supporters are even still celebrating um the the win that resulted on them being crowned uh Premier League champions last night and massive congratulations to them um, and look on, on a different note now last Friday Taoiseach Clear Varker announced that all sporting events in Ireland could resume from Monday the, the 29th of June allowing GA to accelerate their scheduled resumption plan the GA's COVID-19 Advisory Committee then confirmed that all pitches were allowed to be open to adult training from Wednesday June 24th which was last Wednesday. Unfortunately players will have to endure another preseason with the amount of running as pitches are only open for non contract training on the understanding that players and all participants have completed an e learning module and are following the controlled measures in place with a maximum fifteen players in a designated area of the field. I wonder all teams actually adhere to this the general feel on the ground that um club teams are having a large volume of players at training now um and look the juries out there whether they are adhering to the regulation unfortunately the crack and banter that players and, and teams have inside in dress rooms will have to be put on hold for another while um i think it's the until the 20 of twentieth of J- july um players will have to come to the pitch until then togged out and ready for action. Um, It's great to be able to look it's great to be able to get back onto the pitch again if the lockdown has taught us Something it is that we don't really realize what we have until it's gone being able to meet your friends and families And to be able to attend sporting events and be able to get up in the morning go to work and run our businesses Are such examples of that something perhaps we have taken for granted up until this point it is important that we all look after one another throughout this pandemic. It is affecting people in so many ways. Look after family and loved ones. Not everyone will get over this unscratched. If this is your first time listening to an Inside View podcast, we would really appreciate it if you go back to episode one, have a listen, and all the way through up to episode five. Uh, if you could rate, review, and tell your friends and family about the podcast too, we would really, really appreciate it. It is now time to bring this week's guest onto the podcast, and I am delighted to welcome David Shannon from Castle Island in County Kerry. David has become the first Irish person to receive a full scholarship to play college football in the US. The Castle Island Desert man has swapped Donies football for an American football by committing to Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets for the next four years. Shannon carved out his own pattern becoming an American football player with the goal of playing in the NFL in the future. The former carry underage footballer got the attention of Pro Creek Australia before moving to Melbourne to train on a full time basis to sharpen his punting skills. If you want to know what it takes to become an American footballer in order to get the attention of these high profile coaches this is definitely a vital and very, very important podcast to have you listen to. Hi, hey David. Welcome to an Inside You podcast. Thank you You me. Uh, how are you keeping doing lockdown? Are you, are you training away or, or what have you been up to? How, how have you been keeping fit?
1: Uh, yeah, I suppose. I'm kind of, I suppose, obviously we're in the countryside. We're, we're lucky. I'm kind of doing a bit. I'm surrounded by fields. so have plenty of, plenty of space to kick. Um, I've got a bit of a gym going on in the shed as well, so that's kind of keeping me busy. Uh, but yeah, i just kind of making do with what I have, I suppose.
0: And I, on that point, I suppose you're, uh, you're blessed to be, to be in Kerry uh, during, during lockdown, um, yeah. and especially yeah. when the weather is so nice. You know, there are so many things you can do.
1: Oh yeah, obviously. We're, we're, we can't really complain. We're in Kerry like we're in the countryside. We're not really cooped up in the city or anything like that. So uh, I don't know just getting on with it really, yeah.
0: And I suppose, you know, I know the lockdown's kind of easy now a bit, but o- over the last couple of weeks, how have you been keeping, you know, the muscle memory and skills up to the appropriate level? Have you been out oh, kicking aimlessly in the field? And if, if someone saw you, they'd be wondering, what what is this guy at? Yeah, man, I was just aiming at the cows lately. <laughs>
1: but I suppose I'm trying to. I'm I'm keeping in touch with the coaches there all the time when kind of sending the film and whatnot. But yeah, I've basically just been. My uncle's got a farm, so I go up there and I kick. And um, he's just kind of behind my house. But um, I'll be I'll definitely be uh, looking forward to the the fields reopening. for j f pitch will be a lot easier.
0: Um, I suppose we we'll, before we go into that in detail, we'll uh, we'll we'll start at the present. So you're 19, and you're after uh making the leap over to America to play American football. How did you get interest in American football? Or you know, was it something that look you you said you'll you'll chance it and see what'll happen?
1: Um, yeah, you know, I kinda I was growing up growing up I always had um, an interest in American football. Like I always kinda liked the American sports. I was like basketball, and American football. Obviously on top of like yeah, like football and rugby and stuff, but um yeah, I suppose I've never. I always kind of wanted to play it, but there's, was you know clubs and care or anything like that. Like I'd throw throw a football out with my friends every now and then. Um, but when I I started watching college football then, when I was, well, I was about sixteen, and um, I just kind of really loved this. Up to then, I'd only watched like NFL, it was kind of professional. Like I was happy um, but when I found college football, I thought it was real Like you know, like seeing like hundred thousand people. And, the, the passion around it, and like it's, it's really similar to the GA in that sense, probably, probably just a bit bigger, like population wise, just a bit bigger population. Um, it's kind of religion in a lot of places. Uh, and so I figured like the only I was going to be, uh, I would have a chance of actually playing it would be um, a kicker or a punter. Um, so that's kind of how that came about.
0: And just for, for people who wouldn't be too aware of a kicker or punter, are they the same thing or, or are they both different positions?
1: They're actually different positions, it's funny, um, I know it's, it's kind of a foreign concept, uh, like an Irish person who sees like a rugby player like out half, he's playing and he's taking the kicks, whatever, But I am. In American football, they actually have a different way to take the kicks, a different body to take the punts, and they're, they're both on scholarships, it's crazy. Um, so like the kicker basically, he kicks for goals, um, so he's kind of like kicking through a post. And then the punter is just kind of to, to kick for territory, so he kicks out of his hands, so he basically catches the ball and just kicks it as far as he can, and, and, and then I, kick-offs is kind of either or do them. Kind
0: of. Is there um ability you know, for for you to swap roles, or is it just you're the kicker uh, and you're the punter?
1: Yeah, I suppose in in a lot of teams the the, the starting punter would be the backup kicker and the. Starting kicker would be the backup punter, so they'd be kind of they'd be backing up each other. If any of them got injured, you'd kind of hope. And I'd probably have the ability to kick a bit as well. I'd probably be able to fill in. Um, I haven't really done much kicking to be honest. Um, but I'm sure if I if I got a few, few sessions, I'll be I'll be fine. With it.
0: And the, so the punter is is you're just aiming for for touches that are kicking to the line every time. Yes, yeah,
1: so you're kind of you're you're basically um it's kind of like. Looking out half clearing these lines, you basically, you catch it and you kick it as high and as far as you can. Um, so I suppose the three things are kind of direction, hang time and distance. So you kind of have to kick it high enough so that your team has enough time to chase it and that by the opposing team can't catch it and run with it and then obviously directional and distance obviously comes into that as well.
0: And when was the moment you, you realised that look, this is something I'd like to pursue? Um, I know you said you started watching it properly when you were 16, but yeah, was that the point?
1: Um, yeah, I suppose it was kind of a gradual thing in that respect. Um, I, like, I did, I, at the start I thought I, there was no way I'd be able to play it, just because I thought it was too far-fetched. Like, I didn't know of any avenues to go down, I didn't know if anyone had done it. Um, but I suppose as I researched it a bit more, I saw that like a lot of the Australian, a lot of Australians were getting scholarships. Um, I knew they were all obviously coming from AFL, um, obviously you know Gaelic football AFL, or similar games. Um, a lot of guys over from Ireland play AFL, um, so that's kind of when, when I figured, like, geez, there might be something there, like because you know how like if they're able to do it, then why can't why can't someone with a Gaelic football background do it?
0: Yeah, that's that, like that, that. was something that really caught my eye. Was like how uh, how did you? open up that avenue for yourself? Um, it's just through research, so what is it?
1: Yeah, pretty much. Um, so like, as I looked into more, I obviously saw they're all Australian, but I saw they're all coming from the same place. Um, all these Australians were coming from this, this organisation called Prope Australia, which basically like a, kind of
0: a kick and punting
1: academy down in, in Melbourne, Australia.
0: And you, you said that would be your, your best avenue, and was there any other alternatives in, in Europe? Um, no, like, not really. Um, obviously, I, I don't even know.
1: Like, if you're paying for a team, I don't know, I'd do a lot of... There's kind of a few... You'd see a few lads kind of from Europe would get scholarships, but they'd be kind of, like, just freakish athletes. Guys would be, you know, like, six, six 300 pounds or whatever. Um, but I didn't, I didn't see any kickers or punters um, getting, getting any scholarships or anything like that. So I reckon Pro Kick is probably the only the only avenue um, for international
0: international prospect. And as a brand there, they're very recognisable. Um, I know that they had, I think was it one guy got drafted last year with the 49ers? Yeah, um, interesting. yeah I think
1: he was in the fourth round, yeah.
0: And the year before there was some guy as well, I think. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: into uh, the Seahawks in the fifth round, yeah.
0: So, there is a good, um, a good brand there and look, you, you, got, in, you got in with that organisation. Um, so how did you approach them? Did you fill up an application form or what was it? Um, so, you know, like I suppose, uh, I, I think I messaged them
1: a few times and they were getting a reply. It wasn't really out of the ordinary for them. Like um, they get loads of ideas messing with them. But I sent them, I sent them some film of me kicking. Um, so basically I, I literally just went down to my local GA pitch and I just put together a little quick film of me kicking for like a minute or something and I sent it to them and then I still didn't get a reply but I missed him a few times. Eventually I got a reply and so John Smith who's one of the coaches there, it's, kind of, it's one of my two coaches, John Smith and Nathan Chapman. John Smith then um, he messaged me back and he told me he's Manchester and he rang me and stuff the next day. He told me he was in Manchester because he's actually from Manchester um, and he basically said, look, I'll fly to Dublin next week and we'll, we'll have an assessment. I'll watch
0: you kick. And where, where in Dublin uh, did you do the assessment? Was it in, in, indoor or was it outdoor? Or where was it? outdoor. It was
1: there, just in some field next to the airport. So I, I just found it on Google Maps Um, day before. So yeah, I'll,
0: I'll go there. It's amazing, is it? It's uh, how, how persistent, you know, you you... you you obviously wanted to to, you know, become an American football player and right. you you kept on to him and eventually it worked over you, you know, and it goes to show that yeah. persistence is key. Uh, i didn't,
1: didn't really want to take no first like, I I mean, like I figured they'd get heaps of guys messaging them, so I I wasn't really offended for replying or anything uh, like that. but it was, I was I definitely really excited when he said he'd come over for any said I was I was nervous but I was I was really excited bro.
0: Did you have, like, did you have a couple of days to prepare or did you have a week? Uh, or?
1: Yeah, like, I suppose I'd be kicking, I'd been kicking for a few months, I'd be practicing myself, but, um, yeah, I suppose it was pretty short notice, like, I rang him and he literally said, like, oh, I'll be next Tuesday, I rang him on, like, a Friday, he said he'd be there next Tuesday, um, so it's, it's pretty quick in that respect, so I didn't, I didn't have too much time to think about it, for a very good thing.
0: So safe to say you didn't sleep much, those, uh,
1: those didn't need enough to. <laughs> I don't.
0: There, Castle Island Desmond's was uh, getting an awful doing lights on and everything, <laughs> was it? <laughs> I got a,
1: a few weird looks.
0: All right. <laughs> um, ball. I I read something too that um, look, obviously American football is it's it's more of a fashionable thing around here. A lot of guys have have interest in it, but you must have got uh, some weird looks when you were throwing the ball around around Desmond's and. Uh,
1: yeah, I suppose it did. I used to go up kind of early in the morning. I um, figured I went to early enough to come on with the team, anyways. Um, yeah, I used to walk about half six in the morning, just cycle down. And um, but ah, oh, yeah, look, I figured I was always going to get those looks. It was just a matter of, can like, I completely understand it as well. Like I, I, I do the exact same. I was like what, what does that guy's got notions like? And um, like I was, I explained it to all my friends. Like all my friends knew what I was doing. They thought it was cool or whatever. But um, yeah, it was just a matter of I knew. I probably wouldn't be able to explain it to everyone, so I just kind of, I just kind of went with this, just kind
0: of, yeah. And in fairness, look, that is a very um, a, a, you admire for that because I know I know the way it is in in, uh, in places where you know Gaelic football is a stronghold in 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 in, uh, in Island and in all of Kerry, but uh, and you kept at it, and look, you're you're uh, you're close to your dream now. You're over in in, in America, and you're going. Look, see whatever whatever happens in the next four years is going to be an experience, and I
1: yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. Um yeah, even like even like going to even before I ever went to Australia, you know, like when I decided I was going to Australia, I knew like if I never got a scholarship, it would still have been a great experience. I like, get to go to Melbourne for a year, get to live like a pro athlete. It was always kind of worst comes to worst, it'd be an experience I learned from it.
0: Exactly. And I suppose going into these things, you kinda have to, you just have to be open minded and just be positive and take what you what you can from these those experiences.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You just gonna have to I suppose you gotta, you've gotta back yourself. Um, I suppose like you've got to have to disregard the I won't say the naysayers, but the people that they probably don't understand it. It's it's totally understandable that they don't understand it. Because I you know, I probably need at least 15 minutes to explain it to anyone that never heard of American before anyways. So I never ever took offense to anything like that. I never it had a negative impact on me, but um yeah I suppose like you just kinda of have to roll with the punches a lot and just learn from learn from things.
0: And I suppose you know, we when you were getting up early to train um we, were you doing that before you went over to Pro Kick in Australia or was that once you got got signed to Pro Kick you literally nothing a it
1: I was probably doing that for about six months before I ever before I ever met John Smith. Um I was just kinda kicking. I kinda had a routine going. Um so I'd wake up to about half six, um, I'd whatever go for a kick and I'd maybe go to work or something for a few hours and then I'd go to the gym and eat for about two hours. So I was kinda I was kinda training myself for about six months before everything assessment pro kick, just kinda obviously learning how to kick. And I was doing like a lot of the leg stuff in the gym and do you know, like I was kind of researching only the NFL guys train like playing squats and deadlifts stuff like that.
0: And how, how did a, a carrying man come across? You know, how how did you teach yourself to to kick right? We all know how to uh, kick in Gaelic football, but American football is is obviously much different.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like you know, it was YouTube, trial and error, on YouTube really. And like my first started I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just kind of kicking it as hard as I could without any, any emphasis on, on what to actually do to, to kick it properly and um, what when you look into it more like I started kind of watching tutorials and watching the NFL guys kick um, so it's, it's very different to kicking a Gaelic football and um, American football's got a really small sweet spot so it's kind of um, it's kind of in the middle of the ball but it's only about an inch wide um, so you kind of have to. You've got to try and make contact with the right part of your foot, and you've got kind of to point your toe. And try get it to spiral, it's called. When it spirals, it basically just it spins, and it means goes higher and further. It, it's pretty precise, and um, but like one like anything, once you get hang it, it's it just becomes muscle memory eventually.
0: Yeah, and and that's something like I do really admire that you know to get even to get over to to Australia to that stage. You did a huge amount of training. You know, you must have been very focused that, look, you want to, go, you want to do this. I suppose when you saw the path, that kind of narrow your focus, what you wanted to do then?
1: Oh, like, definitely. Um, Obviously, like, watching guys like Michael Dixon, who got drafted, like, you know, two years ago to the C.C. Hawks, you know, like, it's obviously, like, you watch them and it's like a dream come true, like, you see, or like, not a dream come true, but that's your dream. Like, you you see their Instagram, and you see how they train, like, the, the gyms, the setups they're in, like, the colleges, the stadiums they play in. And, like, when you see that, um, it just kind of, it just kind of lit a fire under me. It's like, geez, I, I want to do that. Um, but obviously then, when I got to, when I got, but obviously, I, like, I didn't even know if I was any good when I was kicking by myself. I had nothing to compare to, to compare myself to, so, like, when I actually met John Smith from Broke in Dublin, um, I guess I suppose I got that bit of gratification that I actually was half decent at it um, and that I did have a chance. And, like, definitely meeting him kind of legitimised the whole thing for me, you know, made it seem that bit, bit
0: more possible. And I suppose he made all the previous seven or eight months worth it, the early mornings yeah. and gym sessions, and also kind of reassured yourself that you are on the right path as well, that you were doing the right things. Yeah, no, definitely, um, I suppose with Pro Kick Australia, you, you met John in, in Dublin and then you made the move to Melbourne. So, do you want to tell us about that? What was it like yeah. over there? Uh,
1: yeah, so I moved to Melbourne then kind of the end of in the last August. Um, and yeah, so basically, um, I lived in a house with five other guys that were all in Pro Kick, and you know, we got on great. Um, because they they all they'd all moved a long distance as well, like they were from all over Australia. Um, so look, we got on, we got on great there. And then I was in this, so obviously Pro Australia, about, there's about 30 guys in Pro Australia. Um, so it's kind of, it's in kind of like a Melbourne suburb. It's where they train. Um, so you basically, you've got, the days are kind of divided up into field sessions and gym sessions. Um, so you'd have, you know, roughly four field sessions and maybe like five gym sessions a week. Um, so you're always, these like sessions are about two and a half, maybe three hours. Um, so basically, like typical day, maybe gym sessions are at half five in the morning, because so pretty early. So you go, gym session, half five, probably for about two hours. Um, then you go home and you get a to, like, to eat, sleep for a bit, um, and then you would have like a field session, maybe three or
0: four, maybe another two hours. Um, so that's, that's pretty much what the, the day consisted of. And... I suppose that kind of answers my next question. What you you were a full time athlete over there? You weren't studying. I was going to college.
1: Um. Yeah. I kind of no. I, just, I wasn't doing anything like that. Um. Yeah. I guess you're living like a pro athlete. Uh Some guys have jobs. Um. I was actually I was going to get a job, like a, just a part time job, a few hours, um until obviously COVID and all kicked in, and um, I'd come home, but. Yeah, you're basically living living the pro life, Um you leave the free time as well. Like, obviously, you're in Melbourne, like the do, um, but yeah, it was, it, was, it was a cool, cool lifestyle. It was a cool, cool. experience.
0: And were you forced to come home as a result of of COVID, or did your term finish there? That your time finished there.
1: No, I just kind of made the decision to come home once it was all kicking off. And but obviously training had shut down in, in Pro Kick as well. So we were just kind of hanging around the house. So it was best to, best to come home. Was all, everyone was kind of going home back to
0: their own, their own place. So I figured it was best. And the, the, your time at Pro Kick, is, it was for, it's for a year, is it? Or, or was it for- uh, it's, kind of,
1: it's kind of for... It differs for a lot of guys. It can be anything from 6 to 18 months. Um, it's kind of, you get your scholarship, but you still have to keep training. Um, so, like, you might get a scholarship to go. Obviously, in my case, um, I got a scholarship in whatever May, but I wasn't supposed to go until next January, so I'd be expected to train up until next January. And um, So it's, it's different with a lot of guys, but it's, yeah, it's generic because you you either go in July or you go in January. They're kind of the two recruiting windows, um, so it's just a matter matter of timing.
0: And at weekends over there, was it like was it Monday to Friday, or were you training weekends as well? Uh, we were
1: training weekends as well, um, but obviously, like some days were we'd play off days, and like some days weren't as heavy, or some days there's recovery days, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we we heaps of free time as well to kind of explore Melbourne and you know live live like a normal
0: life as well. <laughs> it must have been uh, an unbelievable experience uh, and you can get to meet people like-minded people that are in the same boat as you. Yeah, I know, it was
1: really cool. Um, like a lot of the guys in pro, could have played professionally as well in like the AFL and stuff. Um, so they all, like, they all have really cool journeys. A lot of them played like really high standard rugby and maybe gotten injured or got cut or something. So it's, it's cool to hear their story and to, to train with them as well. People from all walks of life.
0: Really, really cool setup. That's uh, that's class. And I, when you landed over there, how were you feeling? That look, I'm a young fella from Castle Island, in Kerry. <laughs> now I'm over here when, you know, I'm, things are actually going the right direction for me. You must have been, you know, full. You must have been full of confidence, or or how did you feel then? Um,
1: yeah, I suppose it's. Um uh, like I wasn't homesickness wasn't really something that bothered me too much um I probably looked in that respect but obviously it started when I got there you know I wasn't I wasn't great when I first got there kind of like anyone I was kind of you know you're looking around you and seeing how good everyone else is um so there's definitely definitely mentally to tough enough um just uh just to kind of Keep believing in yourself, knowing like kind of trusting the process, knowing that like keep keep putting in the work, and you know eventually you'll get better um but then you know once I was there for a few months and I kind of got used to the routine and you know got my technique a lot better I, I definitely started improving improving a lot that was that was very short
0: very good, very good you, your things were going the right direction for you um you know i know in in american football uh you know you as a role, the role you'll have, you'll have a couple of big boys running at you, wanting to absolutely break you into. How are you preparing for that, or have you experienced something similar in, in the training you've been doing so far? So, yeah,
1: obviously, that's, that's a big thing. Um, so, like the big thing is they kind of, like, one of the main things I train to you is you've only got 1.2 seconds to kick it. Um, so, it's it's really quick. Um, so, like I, I suppose you wouldn't really think it, but it's a lot to do with your hands and having quick hands. Um, so it's, I mean, everyone kind of looks at your leg or how strong is his leg like or whatever, but it's actually a lot of it's how quick are your hands. And um, because you've got to get the ball in the right position to kick your property and stuff. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't fancy dropping one in front of those boys. Um, so there's a, i suppose it's just a matter of practicing, taking the snaps and getting people to throw it to you as best you can. Um, a big thing about pro kick is that they they don't want you to just be a punter. In that respect, like kind of, they want you to be a full athlete. And um, so, like when they're in the gym, like they're not just training legs. We're training. We're doing a lot of sprints, a lot of running, um, a lot of upper body and stuff. So they kind of they try and prepare you for every every scenario.
0: That that leads on to my next question. Like, what type of training are you doing? Like, you know, as a punter, you'd imagine it's just kind of kicking and just working on your legs. But you're like as you as you said there. It's the overall package, really.
1: Yeah, so we had, like, we had a strength conditioning coach um, and he was, he was really good. Uh, he was the strength conditioning coach for the Tongan Rugby League team, I think. He um, was really, really tough. Real, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, but like we do kind of everything. It's, it's full-body workouts, really. Um, because when you get over there and you've got to train with the team, obviously, and you've got to do the team workouts, and they're apparently like notoriously very, very, uh, demanding so like we did a lot of running a lot of kind of hill springs so a lot of a lot of uh, like weights obviously as well like squats and deadlifts and stuff we did bench press like pretty much all the, the standard standard gym stuff you find anywhere
0: have you to prepare yourself for the role like whether you're aware of it or not have you been practicing visualization
1: uh, um, yeah a little bit I don't have a great attention span, so it's been tough. Uh, I've been trying to, you know, like you wa- I've been watching a lot of like Jordan's kind of reruns and whatever, and their games, and like you see the crowd. You know, um, but I suppose it's kind of hard to simulate, you know, a hundred thousand people. Like, you can't really do it, but I definitely try to. Like when I'm practicing, I'll, I'll try like game scenarios, like so I'll like when i I'll just pretend oh like I'm so-and-so on I've got to kick it this high or this far kind of so I've been doing a bit of that but yeah probably something I'll look into a bit more
0: definitely Very good very good I um, and so Georgia Tech just got in contact and, and they sealed the deal back in, in the end of May
1: Yeah so kind of how it works is the colleges don't really recruit this player specifically they kind of call up Pro Kick and they'll say like oh who do you have um then obviously Georgia Tech call up Pro Kick and then Pro Kicks thought I'd be a good fit for Georgia Tech, whatever ability-wise, personality was, um, And they kind of take a lot of things since we can't. Um, so it's fortunate enough, they kind of put my name forward for Georgia Tech and um, they just kind of sent about you know a few minutes worth of film of me kicking to them and uh, they said it was they liked us, whatever. Um, because the guy they have there, uh, the bunch they have at Georgia Tech now is very good. Um, his name is Presley Harvin. Uh, he's really good. He's probably an NFL prospect, like. Um, so they were they kind of knew what they were looking for, I suppose, in that respect. Um, uh, but yeah, I kind of had a Zoom call. I had a Zoom call with four of the Georgia Tech coaches. Um. Uh, I suppose it was start to May now, and then they kind of they kind of shorted it up for me. So they run off to me a scholarship and ask me to uh, announce it on social media and stuff. Uh, commitment. Very good, very,
0: very Savage. Good. Um, we we charge a take. Um, we, we when are you want to be making the move over, it, it's in January, is it? You said, or is it? Uh, yeah. January. Um, why why would they go for a lad from Castle Island rather than a guy or some fella in, in the United States, which is so, so big?
1: Yeah, no, it's an understandable question. Um, I suppose it wasn't necessarily, it was more pro-kick um, than Um Pro-kick's kind of taken over the game for punters for in college football, really. Um, it's just because, I suppose Americans growing up, they don't really grow up kicking a ball like we do. They kinda grow up throwing a baseball or throwing a football. Um nobody wants to be the punter in America, everyone wants to be the quarterback. Um, understandable. But I suppose like when you're like all the like the AFL in Australia and all the Gaelic football players here, we kinda we grow up kicking a ball out of our hands, so we kinda have the, the hand to foot coordination. Um so that, that, that probably comes into the lottery reckon. Um it probably helps. The background of playing like Gaelic football or Aussie rules definitely helps a lot.
0: Brilliant. And we, when you go over there, just so we, we're so, so our listeners are, are understand what the, the makeup of. Are you going to be playing with the senior team straight away? Like, is, are you going to be playing with the Sigerson team straight away, or is it going to be with the first year team, or what's the?
1: Yeah, there's only one team there, and it's very different to our setup. Yeah, so I'll be I'll be going in there straight away, hoping to start. And, they only ever have one punter and scholarship um, so the guy they have now he'll be finished after this season and uh, so i'll be going in to, to hopefully replace him
0: straight into yeah and you were saying there that he's touching on uh getting drafted is he is that the way yeah you
1: very good like even watching his um i just heard people talking about him and i know the coaches in pro him right? really highly as well and, um, you know, you watch his game film as well. He's very good. He's very composed and very consistent.
0: Brilliant, brilliant. That's uh that's actually good. That must be, you know, give you a lot of confidence that they see something new to replace that guy in in a couple of months' time.
1: Yeah, no, it's 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 nice. Obviously, um, it's obviously a really big shoes to fill. Um, but they've been they've been real nice to me. Like I suppose they have kind of told me what they expected from me, and um, yeah, obviously I was it's good to hear like it's kind of gratifying i suppose that they if they trust you to fit issues yeah
0: definitely savage, savage. and when you go over in, in january is the season going to kick off straight away or does the season kick off in march or april
1: so um i've literally gone over kind of like a month after the season ends um so i have about eight months of kind of pre-season before i even play a game so the season starts in september or kind of end of august Kind of end of August to the end of December, start of January, season still. Um, so, um, I'll, I'll have plenty of time to kind of learn the game a bit, and,
0: uh, adjust to the life state. So, yeah, that's good. You'll be you'll be well bedded into the to the system by then. Um, yeah. Are are you where? Is there any other Irish guy over there in in any other university? Are you the first Irish guy?
1: Um, Joe, you know I think there's a guy at North Carolina, which I I play them every year. Um. I think there's a guy there that was maybe born in Ireland or something like that. Um but he I think he went to middle school or high school in the US or something. Um, actually funny enough, um Morris Fitzgerald's nephew, uh Darrell O'Neill played at Colorado. and I think he was he was born in Cork, I think. He's Colin O'Neill's son. Um he played like high school football and stuff in, in America, but he's obviously he's he's Irish. Um, I've actually been talking to him a bit. He's a very nice guy. And he was he was a really good punter as well. I think he, he got a shot at the NFL as well. He went to a few training camps and stuff. And I've, I've been talking to him a bit. He's he's very nice.
0: He's very helpful to me. Very good, very good. So you're the, as far as you know, you're the, the first homegrown, um, homegrown guy to to yeah. make the the track. That's that's look, it's, it's going to be a savage experience. Um, but is, did you did you play any bit of rugby? with Castle Island um, and if so did you did you play out half I'd imagine you probably did play, play out half did you funny enough I actually didn't I was a pullback jeez <laughs> oh, um, so but it's I suppose if if you did tug out from the beginning they'd throw you in that position I they would i make them <laughs> <laughs> um, are you are you completely finished playing with Desmond now for the yeah yeah unfortunately
1: um I suppose I'd be... I, know, I hope the season's kind of looking to kick off again in the end of July with uh, club football. Um, yeah, no, like, I might... Maybe I'll go up and do a bit of running with them or something the odd night if they're training, but I, I definitely won't be able to do any contact or any, any playing with them, unfortunately. Um, I'd just be afraid i get injured or
0: something. Yeah, no, that's completely understandable. Jesus, <laughs> you was in your shoes, they do the exact same. Um, how just to so just so our listeners again understand how can a player get drafted like to the NFL? Um, so you you're going over there. Can you get drafted in your first year, or is it only the fourth year? You
1: actually, you actually have to play three years before you're you're eligible to be drafted. Um, so that's kind of like we kind to make sure that like, guys are physically developed before they go to the NFL. Um, and obviously it means you're going to get a degree as well. You you're going to leave college with something. Um. But yeah, so uh, any of the guys that have been drafted from pro kick, they've, they've played kind of three or four years at um, their college, and then they've been lucky enough to get drafted. But there's been a few guys like that haven't been drafted, but they get signed to a free agent deals. They're called. So like this year, um, Aaron Sipos, he played in the AFL and he went through pro kick and stuff with that at Auburn. He didn't get drafted, but he he got signed with the Detroit Lions on a free agent deal. Um, yeah, it's you know, it's pretty cool watching. It's really in the last kind of, I think every year for the last three years, Pro Kick has had someone make the NFL. Um, so it's pretty cool. Like, when you think about it, I think there's there's only 32 punters in the NFL starting punter spots, and there's like six of them are from Pro Kick. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's it's pretty high percentage. And, you know, it's rising every year. Like There's, there's guys coming every year. There'll be a new bash next year, a new bash year after that. So um, there's definitely a lot of competition there. It's definitely exciting, yeah.
0: Really brilliant, brilliant, but you got the attention of Georgia Tech through such a recognizable brand that is and such a recognizable company that is ProKick australia um so you you obviously got to that stage because they saw something in you. you, you you're obviously good at it um, how much better can you improve or how how more can you improve your game
1: yeah I suppose um like even when they were kind of pro kickers sending with them to georgia tech they're always kind of saying oh like it's may now we can send it to you in january and it'll it'll be a lot better um so they're always once they were offering me in the on potential i was i I was good enough i'd like to think anyways but they're always kind of saying well we can we can get a lot better as well um so I've, i've got plenty of things to fix in my technique um I'm far from perfect. Um, I kind of have a lot of habits that I bring in from Gaelic football and rugby, you know, that kind of don't really optimize um, American football. But, um, yeah, I suppose technique's such a huge thing with punting. Um, it's really the basis of it all. Um, so I, I, I definitely have a lot of room to improve there. Um, and obviously, I mean, you can always, you can always strengthen your core and do more squat, more weight, deadlift, more weight. Um, so there's always improvements to be done. But, um, yeah. Plenty, plenty of
0: improvements on my whole and it, it, I know you're saying there you do a lot of you, you you be doing a lot of squats and, and hill sprints and, and stuff like that um, is there a lot of kicking as well obviously involved to improve your technique like there's yeah. it's a lot of uh, different variations of, of kicking and are you learning stuff from other, other sports does other sports come into it as well like yeah about- I suppose a lot
1: of so um, I suppose like when you're in for a punter in college football you really have two main punts and um, so you've got like a straight spiral which is kind of the one we've all seen in the NFL where it's like catch two steps and kick it and try to get the spiral um, and then you've got the it's called a rollout punt and um, so it's kind of something that the pro kick guys have kind of brought in to college football themselves over the past kind 10-15 of years um. You basically you catch it and then you run kind of to the side and you kind of kick it off the wing um so it doesn't really go as high as like a spiral um but the idea is that you kind of you don't need it to go as high because you kick it directionally well enough that the returner won't have a chance to catch it anyways um so they're kind of the two main kicks um so obviously the the rollout one is it's a lot more similar to rugby um and getting football as well. Um it's it's kinda pretty similar to like a, a centre back or a wing back, just kinda kicking it into like a corner forward or something. Um it's kinda requires a bit more, I suppose, finesse as opposed to power. So definitely get a football background helped and help with that one.
0: And when you're kicking the ball, what's the purpose of you kicking it? Is this to to get it out of the your own half or is it that one of your own players is shooting down the line to, to receive it
1: um, yeah so basically in American football you kind of get four goals to get ten yards and if you don't get it in the first three goals they kind of send out the, the punter to kind of clear the lines um, so yeah the idea is that you basically pin the other team back as far as they can um, so that they have to go as long as they can before they score pretty much
0: and, and on that point I suppose you, you might only get one or two opportunities in the game or would you get Eight or nine opportunities. How, how does
1: um, that work? I suppose it's kind of anywhere between you know three to ten or eleven, basically. Um, I always like you're kicking eleven times in a game. You're you're kicking a lot. Um, but yeah, I suppose it depends on the game. Like, kind of the closer the game, the more you are kicking. Um, so it's kind of the bigger or like the yeah, obviously the closer the game, the more you're playing. Kind of. But if if you're beating a team by a lot. Um, the punter might only come out two or three times in a game.
0: So the, the the punter's role is is involves a lot of tactics. Would it like you wouldn't be just kicking it down the the field? It, you'd be kicking it to a certain area yeah, of, the field. Kind
1: of Yeah, I suppose there's a lot of kind of kicking it in a certain scheme. I suppose kind of either kicking it right or left or kind of wherever your coverage is chasing as well.
0: Yeah, and with, pretty much. With, with Georgia Tech. Um, are you, you know, do they travel all around the U.S. or is it kind of regions? What's the, the setup yeah. of games?
1: They're in the ACC conference, it's called. So it's kind of like a, a southeast conference. Um, so basically you play so – it's kind of like Georgia, North Carolina, uh, South Carolina, kind of a few more. Um, so they play – it's basically a 12-game season. You play eight games in conference. So I, I play like I play I think like Clemson, North Carolina, uh, a few more whatever, and then you play four games out of conference. So you play teams from other conferences then. So I think I uh, think my first game like I think I played Notre Dame out of conference next year, and like UGA and a few more. So it's kind of you kind of get a mix. Um, most of your games kind of local or like you know within a few hours flying, and then you kind of kind of can go all over the country then if you're out of conference.
0: I suppose so, we, we, we all watched um. Last chance, you and you kind of just get this idea of what college football is like. But uh, yeah, it's fair. definitely going to be exciting. Um, And I'd imagine it'd be very interesting, you know, from, you know, how to see how they develop the, uh, you would say a culture over there. Because I'd imagine, you know, a lot of those college games, like you said, it's like the GA, they're so tight but it kind of has the, the soccer culture where the fans are, are, yeah. are you know, they're, they're diehards a lot of them like even whether they're in college there or out of college yeah no it's funny um it's actually a funny story
1: so before i went to australia um oh, i kind of stopped buying it i have an auntie actually living in atlanta where georgia tank is That's actually pure coincidence um her cousin there that's pretty cool but i was actually visiting atlanta with my mom and my dad before i went to australia and so i had to go off to Pro kick and obviously I was able to go to Melbourne, but my mom and dad actually stayed back a week. And actually went to Georgia Tech game. So they went to Georgia like purely by coincidence. It's funny the way it worked out. Like just, like they've been to Georgia Tech, they've been to the American football game, and I haven't. And funny enough, they were just Georgia Tech. Uh, but yes, yeah, so they went to Georgia Tech versus Clemson, which was the first game of the season. And I think there was hundred thousand people there, and like they were astounded by it. Like they couldn't believe it, and um, they thought it was just insane. Um, it was in South Carolina. Like they said, like the tailgating, well, like everyone just kind of barbecuing and drinking outside, like six or seven hours before kickoff, and it's all the it's whole weekend, like around built around the
0: football games. So it's funny. Hey, are, are the games on the weekends or, or is it during the week? Yeah. It's weekends. Uh... It's generally when the games are.
1: Um, Someone be on like a Friday night, but it's it's usually Saturday evening for games. It's
0: uh. What was the, what year was that? Was that two thousand? Then started two thousand nineteen. Would that have been?
1: Yeah, it would be. It would be, August two
0: thousand nineteen. It's amazing that a couple of would only be over twelve months later that their son would be in the same line. Know for the well, hopefully, line know for the same same well, team. It works out all right.
1: Yeah, like who would have thought? Like you know, just, yeah, it's it's, it's funny. Definitely.
0: Crazy. That's cool. That's cool. Um. I suppose look you know when you have um, family over there, it's definitely going to help the, the transition as well. You know, yourself that yeah, yeah.
1: yeah like I have like uh, especially my godmother as well, and she have you know, all the cousins there as well. Like just her and her family. Um, so it's it's definitely reassuring to have them have them local. And so one of my cousins is going to a similar. She's going to Georgia State University, which is I think it's like five kilometers away. She'll be kind of enrolling the same time I'm enrolling. Uh, so it's just kind of funny the way it works out it's definitely reassuring to have the family there it all goes up in smoke. <laughs>
0: um, are you going to be like you know you're you're moving over there are you going to be put up in a host family are you going to be living with your auntie or are you going to be living on campus what's the setup?
1: You're pretty much living like a college student uh, so they provide me with dorms and whatever Um so you live in like, I'm pretty sure like a dorm with all the football players. Um, it's, it's basically like a, a similar standard college life like in Ireland. You're living in a dorm and doing the lectures and stuff as well.
0: Uh, just look at, remembering all the American football ge- uh, movies I've been watching, like I say, the atmosphere is going to be unbelievable. You'll be blown away by that in the fear the first couple of games. be.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it'll be.
0: From watching
1: anyway, it, it looks, looks pretty hectic. I don't know how I'll handle it, but hopefully we're right.
0: <laughs> It's uh, yeah, you, you suppose you're going to hear a lot of pro athletes that after a while they just don't hear, don't kind of really hear the, the noise in the stadium. Yeah. But yeah. even talking to like the guys
1: from Pro Kick, they kind of all say like they're like the guys that have played in the big games, they say like it's just, it just kind of white like noise. And like when you're actually going out to punt, like you, you, you just you're so focused, you, you don't even notice it, it's only when you come off. So it's yeah, it's, it'll be it'll be funny, it'll be an interesting experience, definitely.
0: Savage, savage. Um so I g- just continue on from that point. How are you preparing yourself for the move? I know you have to go back to Australia now. So ideally you'll be back in Australia in the next couple of months. And are you gonna go from Australia over or are you gonna be home for Christmas or?
1: um yeah hopefully i'll get back to australia in like you know september um october whatever like i'll, I'll take anything this stage i i hope to get back there for maybe you know three months or so um just to kind of sharpen it up it'd be great like to see everyone again and everything um uh, and then i'd probably come back then for christmas time and be home in ireland for the end of december and start in january and then i think it's like the second week of january or something I'll be, we going
0: over david Thanks very much for coming on and inside View podcast and best look going forward and hopefully we can we can catch up over the next couple of months once you settle down over yeah, there. Thanks for having me. Now, I hope you all enjoyed that interview with David Shannon. Um, definitely very, very motivated, focused uh, young man and he has a massive future ahead of him. He's making that, that leap across the Across the Atlantic Ocean to go to Georgia Tech going into the unknown um carving out his own path and it wouldn't be great to, to see him playing the NFL someday look Davis from all of us here at an interview podcast and on the ball team building we wish you the very very best of luck going forward that is all from us this week please do get in contact with the show if you have any stories from being part of the team whether it's a sports team or corporate team we would love to know do not worry everything will be confidential and don't forget to rate review and tell your friends family dogs cows or whoever may be about the about an inside view podcast and go follow us over on social media channels to be kept up to date with what we do here at on the ball team building and what we're up to going forward you'll find us over on instagram at underscore on the ball team building over on facebook it's on the ball team building and on twitter you'll find us at we are on the ball two the digit two have a lovely week and be sure to tune in next week when we have another exciting guest on Till then, please do stay safe and remember cred and that's a fan.